The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Put on a show for everybody, man. That's all I want to do. Come in, make that clap. You guys paid for your tickets, and I hope you got the show. Anthony Showtime Pettis! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Oh, it's fucking loud. Yeah, it is a little bit loud. Jesus. Yes. That's it smells better. a bit like a fart in here. Would you fart it? I'm not blaming myself. That's disgusting. I just ate a Snickers. Yes. They're delicious. They are good. Um, <laughs> good show today. Macy Barber, of course. We have uh, Anthony Pettis and actor Clark Gregg, who's, I believe, a jiu-jitsu black belt. Hopefully, oh, he's a UFC fan. Agent... Um, Coulson. Agent Coulson from the Avengers. Yeah. I've never seen the Avengers. Don't, don't start the show off on... Getting me upset. Why? I just haven't seen it. That, that's what really kicked the shit off. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't see it. It was good. To be, I've spent the day with Matt so far. You came in and did my show with Sam this morning. It was very yeah. fun. As we speak, I'm putting that on Instagram. Did you oh, enjoy that it? unprofessional? I had such a good time. You know what? I'll do this later. <laughs> we we kind of jumped on air. Hold on. Let me shut this Yeah, up. we are starting. This is uh, what now. happened. We're starting um, a little later than normal. Jimmy. Yes, I had a fun time on your show this morning. Good, it was a very, uh, it was a very fun time just shooting the shit. It was fucking. It's a different experience on that Long Island Railroad. It's so depressing. It sucks, in the morning. right? Well, I mean, I'm coming in to do something in to do something fun. Yeah. And what I realized on that railroad this morning when I was on um, on peak peak time, like when everybody's going in, when it's really like. Um, crowded i'm usually yeah. off peak i usually go in around 10 or 11 o'clock so it's nice and it's peaceful Do you have a better Pl- choice of seats pl- plenty of seats i sit by the window first thing in the morning I look out there it's nice yeah you know the music's on i got my headphones on and do stuff. you ever have the seat to yourself with no one next to you no one's next to me usually yeah it's me. good it's so much fun i think That's i want to put, put my eyes you know to put uh put the sunglasses on and take a little snooze you know yep uh anyway do you ever sleep past your stop well, no. When you're going Not, home? Well, I mean, I've done that a couple of times going home after hanging out with Henzo oh. and stuff like that, you know? I had a couple of too many uh, beers or whatever. But the point is this, Jimmy. This morning was a totally different vibe because it's when everybody's going to work and it looked like like everybody's in, like 
I'm looking around and everyone's just fucking like half awake and mi- they look miserable. So it wasn't like a party in the morning? Oh, it's like the fucking Matrix. Everybody's walking on and they sit down and they... Blah. Why do you and prefer I, that? I hate it oh, so you much. Because I'm, I'm I believe it or not, I'm a jolly fellow, Jimmy. You are a jolly man. I'm a happy man. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I uh, I fucked up. I told you with the ticket already. I told the story already. Yes. I'll tell it again. Go ahead. What happened? Do, do, I don't do remember. You, do you know for you forgot? I told you. I, did. I said it on the Jim and <laughs> I said it on the Jim and Jim Norton and Sam Roberts show this morning on Sirius XM. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is this: this is, is this happened. where the lady threw the ticket out? I don't want to blow the story. <laughs> Jimmy, forget about the story. People could, I think people should go to the archives of um, Jim and Sam and then watch it on the and, app. And we had a good time on that. We had a good time. It was a good story. The, well, the story's done now. No, tell it. No, I don't want to tell the story. Well, it's, it's amazing. Especially it wasn't when you even realize a good story then. When you realize you didn't tri- have a round trip, you had a one way. That was fucking awesome. Tell it. You got to walk everybody through it. What are you saying? What are you saying? The story I told on your show was not a good story. I'm not saying it's a that true at all. story. I'm going to pitch it to Clark Gregg uh, when he calls in, see if we can't get him to do a mini series about it. The the ticket mistake. <laughs> well, this is what happened, everybody. Yeah. No, now I got to explain. You do because chances are they're not going to watch your show. You're fuck. Uh, I, this is what happened. I always get a round trip ticket because I'm not hanging in. You know, I'm going home after this, so I'm so used to doing that. Yes. That you know, I, I the lady comes up past me in the morning and uh, on the train this morning. The ticket lady, ticket lady, the yep. conduct, the um, not the conductor. Is it a conductor? The conductor, sure. Conductors, right? She's a conductor. Is she a conductor? She is. Yeah. Are you fucking with me, Jimmy? No. Who's the ticket people? The, the conductor. Train? Okay. So the conductor comes up to me. Are you fucking with me, with conductor? No, I think that's what, what are the called? train people? Conductors. What are the train people? Anyway, the conductor comes up to yes. me. It is the conductor. Yeah. Just sounds weird. Yeah. I, it feels like that's the person who's who's, who's dri- driving the train. Yeah, right? I know, but there, it's, it's like all of them. All right. It really has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. But the girl comes up to me. She takes my ticket and keeps walking. And she walks and she goes right into the bathroom. So, uh, you know the story. I'm telling everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you, so, uh, she threw it out. Jimmy, didn't, Jimmy, oh, sorry. Jimmy. So she's in there for a long time, right? And I'm like, "What just? I, yeah, I, like, what I, is she taking a shit?" Oh, or no, no, wait, oh, oh no, wait, no, no. She goes in really At quick and comes right out, right? Jimmy, listen. So then when she comes out, I go, "I'm sorry." I go, "I go, Miss, that was a um, that round was a, trip. a round trip, right?" But it turns out you're mistaken. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I, dude, it's not a great story, but this is a true story. It is. But yeah, I don't want to finish it. No, you have to now. I mean, with the part, especially at the <laughs> end when she, when you realize that you made the mistake and it was a one-way ticket and she gets out of the garbage. She had, listen, so she yeah. went, and when I told her this, when I told her, sure. it was a round trip ticket, she gave me a weird look. She was like, oh, and she went back in the bathroom right. for like two stops. Right. So I thought, um, anyway, now you, don't, now you forget. No, you thought that, that either she threw it away or, or she's she, going number two. Okay? Yeah, she was dropping a deuce. So, in chance, she finally comes out and she comes up to me with a crumply ticket. Now you're being rude. Now you're no, looking at your phone. I'm right here. Talk. All right. I'm right she's, with you. She, she got the ticket out and, and she's like, I'm sorry, sir. She's like, it, 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 I, got, I had to go in the. I go, yeah. And I thought she's handing me the, my, my round trip ticket. Right. I was about to say, what am I doing with that? I don't want that. Write me a new one. That's what I was going to say. Sure. And uh, she goes, 
It's a, it was a one way, sir. I'm sorry, and I had to get it out of the trash. It was all nasty. Yeah, yeah. So she was, was all like in her hand. Yeah. So some goop on it. My bad. Yeah. It's not a great story. Not a good story. <laughs> the biggest thing was, this is what happened, Jimmy. I'm used to going off peak. So when I went fast, I must have put on instead of off peak. I must have put um. You hit on peak because you no, were just I put yeah. on peak, but I must have put um a one way. One way. Yeah. I shouldn't have said the story now. That's not true. I, re- I just ra- I, I realized story. that the story was not no, worth repeating. It was great bad. Story. I said it in- I said it for the serious audience, and now UFC Unfiltered Army is going to be turning on Absolutely. Me. No, they're going to be listening to It's a true story. It. Of course, as it should be. It, it's make just, that it's up? funny <laughs> that she has such a... Like, what a shitty morning for yeah, this poor lady. She's taking a dump. She's going through the trash, and it turns out you were mistaken. Uh, Matt is right now opening a little Milky Ways. Uh... But they are tasty. It's a Snickers. And because it's always warm in here, I know. they're so warm. And I just realized that. So, so, so forget we're on air. Yeah. I shouldn't eat. It's very unprofessional. Nah, it doesn't matter. Go right ahead. Are you going to talk while I I, I, I want to talk because we have... Uh, what do you think of the Pettis fight? <laughs> oh. First oh, off, uh, Pettis uh, is calling in. First yeah, Fajeda. Diego Fajeda. And Fajeda we also is a very dangerous Barber, guy. Uh, I seen him fight in Abu Dhabi. Yes. And, and, uh, and I'll tell you right now... That was a fight he wasn't supposed to win. Versus, um, what's his name? Don't tell me it's huh? a uh, Tajimov. Antonio said something really. He, he mouths something like, yeah, like, like he doesn't know what it was. Hoping I'd guess what was it? Tajimov. Tajimov. Yeah. And that guy, was a, a, a badass. He was supposed yeah. to win that fight. I think he was favorite. I believe he nobody was. Nobody told too. Fajeda. That's right. So you, you talked when I went yeah. to say nobody told Fajeda. I, I am not sure who won the first round. It was very close. But you point. What did you point out about Fajeda at the end of the first round? Say again, Jimmy? You pointed something out. What was it? Oh, I... <laughs> this is what happened. Yeah, what happened at the end of the first? Well, tell me again, though. No, no. You suck, Jimmy. Okay, what happened? I need energy. This could bring me energy. Yep. That no one could tell. All right, listen. This is what happened. Okay. <laughs> Nobody could tell. Yeah, yeah, that he listen. threw his arms up in the air, and it seemed like he won the round, but that was for the judges. So you could have said that. Oh, I'm sorry. And I don't want to And out of just maybe look so unprofessional where I'm eating on air. Those candies look so fucking good, too. I'm trying not to eat them. <sighs> Why? Why are you trying not to eat them? Because I'm, I'm, I don't do jujitsu. I'm, I'm I put weight on for the holidays. I was fucking eating bread. I got to drop like 12 pounds. Why? Maybe 20. For a roll? I just want to be slimmer than I am because I'm not going to buy bigger clothes. So I don't like the way they're fitting me in my clothes. You like my Kimura Savage shirt? I love it. It's actually a great shirt. Excuse me. Yeah. SarahBJJ.com. Yep. I can't wait to get one that says Kamora Lad wow. in red. You never know. You never know. What, you should you know. make them if people want them. My eyes are getting really bad. It's hard to see. All oh, right. So look. Pettis, Macy, Barber. And who else? And, uh, oh. and Clark Greg calling in. Clark, it. what? <clears throat> I, and Clark does jujitsu with yeah, the famous Higgin Machato. Is that right? I know Higgin. Higgin. Higgins a badass. He's great. Uh, All the Machados are. And Higgin, uh, he went to go see me do um, stand up. Oh, I, in, I don't do stand up. LA, but I did it for the. I did. I did like the one little shitty bit, and I did it at the uh, the, the comedy, the, not the comedy store, the Laugh Factory, the Laugh Factory. I'm just naming sh- fucking okay. famous places. Stories of famous places. And uh, I seen him there. He's a big Brazilian guy. I go, oh, Higgin. I go, oh, how are you? He's like, I came to see Matt Seha, you know, uh, do comedy. Yeah. yeah, the R's are H's. But you did you very know? well. Well, Jimmy, that's why I brought the story. So um, Volkanovsky said something. He didn't think Holloway deserved an immediate rematch. That's really interesting. Just because Volkanovsky won four or, or five of the, uh, of the uh, 
the rounds, it was still whatever a champion loses like that. I mean, like Woodley lost to Usman, I guess, very, very in a very dominant 45 to 50 win. So I guess it would have been hard to justify an immediate rematch for that. But Holloway, you know, but then again, Woodley was a great champion too. But Holloway's been such a great champion and so dominant for so long. How do you not give him the rematch? I mean, it's not like he went in there and just steamrolled him. I mean, it was it was still a competitive bout. Yep, he beat him. He definitely beat him. Oh yeah, he did. But, he really uh, deserves, deserves the belt. Eh, but I mean, you know, Max is Max does always comes to fight, and it did go five rounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who's Ortega fighting? Uh, is he fighting? Uh, oh shit, I know this. Who is he's he not fighting? fighting the Koreans, obviously. He was, was supposed, that the next no, fight? He, was, he was supposed to, and then Frankie stepped oh, that, in. Oh, you know what? That's right. That's what hurt. happened. Where'd that, okay. come, where'd that come from? I just was wondering. I'm looking at field. the uh, featherweights. No. Oh. I'm looking at who's uh, who's available instead of Holloway. Who's Volkanovski going to fight unless he has his eyes set on uh, Zabit? But on Zabit's last fight was a, uh, a three-round uh, decision win. Yeah. Am I correct over uh, Calvin Cater? Yeah, he, he has a third. Uh, yeah, the, at the main event, a decision in in yeah. in in, uh, in Russia. So it was yeah. a good win, but it wasn't a you know he didn't beat the shit out of him. You know what a, I think uh, about uh, what Zabit thinks in the third round. Zabit don't like it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Not the third round. Well, you shouldn't have Not any more candy. Not the third round. You want candy? Wait, a child? Who's fucking off? Did you guys say someone want candy? Well, you seem like you want candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, do you know that the show I did last night, Jimmy? Yes. The, not the show I did. I mean, I did the Q&A thing yeah. with Chris Weidman, right? Yes. Aljo Sterling. It was such a great time. You know, my family went and uh, That's you nice. know, Chris's uh, father went with his sure, son, sure. CJ. And uh, they were in the front row. It was great. But before we went out, now mind you, Mind you, I'm the oldest of these guys. Mm-hmm. I could be like their older brother, okay? Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm 45 years old. The lady goes, and they were out of college, right? So the lady goes, and um, she's nice. She's like, all right, and before we go out there, it's okay to say anything in here. We're in the green room. But when we go out there, just, and I'm talking to you, she's looking at me. Yeah. We really have to be careful with our language. <laughs> what? What? Am I a child? Yeah. Well, I'm asking a guy who just asked me if I want candy. <laughs> what am I, a child? Jimmy, she, she's like, and I, you know who I'm talking to? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, am I really being... I, I know. What, what the... You should have said, oh, okay, I'll, I'll try to keep my language. What's a clean way to discuss face shitting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jimmy... Come on, Jimmy. I didn't deserve that. No, you didn't, Matt. Uh, she had no faith in you, and she. I, but Weidman is so clean cut. Yeah, um, Aljo, uh, I, I think of the three, you come off as the dirtiest. I get it. She's probably watching you in the back. Now, listen. Who is Volkanovski going to fight if not Holloway? I mean, when is Ortega back? Is he back anytime? Did he have a knee problem? If I remember correctly, that was going to have him out for a little while. Well, um, about, who does he uh, fight? Is it, is it the Korean Zombie? I was gonna say Korean zombies look like a fucking stud. Hold on, I gotta pop my ears. Got like a, got like a you know what? Nose. I'm gonna look up the Korean zombie. My my head oh. looks so fucking fat on camera. I hate looking away. It literally looks like you're doing the show with a fucking a turtle in a hoodie. What are you All talking right, about, Jimmy? Oh, I think you look good. Uh, is it gonna be the Korean? His last fight was uh, zombies looking like a stud. He looked very good against that. Frank was Frankie Edgar was his last fight, right? Where he knocked you him out realize- the first one. 
No, no, Am I correct? Listen, first round of who? Uh, yes, Frankie. Yeah, Holland. It just happened. I'm scrolling. I, I, as you're looking that up, I'm looking over this weekend's fights. Yeah, TKO fights. in the first. He beat uh, Hanato Moicano uh, in the first, and that last round, that that fight against you know even against Zaire, uh, Zaire against fucking uh, Yair Rodriguez, that was that last second, and I think Korean Zombie was winning that fight. Um, I hate calling him the Korean Zombie. Isn't that his name though? No, it's what's name his is? name. Uh, Chan Sung Jung or Young? But everybody's calling him the Korean. I think he comes out I as know, the Korean zombie. Know, he, he likes it. I just don't like nicknames. I, I don't mind them. I don't like ref- like I don't like saying against Cowboy. It's against Cerrone, but I say Cowboy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We have pens. Oh, let's get them. I hate these glasses. I hate. I like the glasses, but I hate having to wear them with headphones. I'm babbling. No, he's yeah, right here. Sorry, right the battle babble sometimes, man. Hi, Anthony. How you doing? What's up, guys? Um, and, and what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing at the gym? Are you just kind of uh, staying loose, or are you? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing my fasted cardio right now. Um, just light, light run. Uh, just before I get some food in me. And when do you start? Uh, when do you start cutting? Or are you already into it? I'm already into it, man. Um, I came in six pounds overweight, so uh, literally just doing my normal workouts, light, light, fifteen minute pad session, rolling, and some running. How how did this fight come about with Fajeda? I mean, he's such a stud, but you are definitely the name in this in this bout. Like, you know what I mean? People know Anthony Pettis, so this is a huge opportunity for him. How did this come about after oh, yeah. such a high profile fight with Nate? Yeah, the way that fight came about, um, I was trying to stay busy, man, and he was ready. You know, his name was out there. Um, you know, I was trying to fight right after the Diaz fight because I had such a good training camp, and I should the bed in that performance. So, uh, you know, I wanted to stay busy, and, and he was ready. Now, when you say you shit the bed, is is that I like that? I like that you're putting that on you. Like, what is, yeah. is it? Just is it just that night that you felt you didn't show up, or something went wrong that night? It's on you, or what went south in that fight? It's, well, on, it I'm, it's a million percent. It's always on me. You know, the world sees me perform, but there's so much stuff that goes in behind that. That camp um, was perfect. Literally, I had a great training camp, no injuries. I, I showed up like four pounds overweight. Like my body started adjusting to being at 170 pounds. I wasn't blowing up like I used to before. And uh, I got to the fight. I mean, I, I kind of said what happened, but uh, I realized how mental fighting is, man. You know, I went out there with uh, with, with something else on my mind, and, and, and you've seen, like, I, I don't fight like that. I was trying to knock Nate out. I, was, like, I, didn't, get, I didn't have a warm-up, and, you know, for me, it's just a mental game. So, like, this, this camp here, I'm making sure nothing's going to interrupt my, my process. What, what else was on your mind? I, I can't really speak about it now. I did, I did an interview on Ariel on that, but uh, you know, some, something happened before the fight that uh, just shouldn't have happened to anybody. 
Oh, I'm gonna okay. It was it's the uh, the issue. Okay, we were gonna ask you about that. Is that something because there might be litigation that you yeah, can't I mean, discuss? Now, now, yeah, now I can't talk about it. But um, uh, yeah, it's something that that happened, and um, you know, I'm not making excuses. I never came about about it sure. after the fight. You know, it's just something that happened that shouldn't have happened. And it's one of those things that you there's no way to really prepare for. So if if it, if it's if it comes on all of a sudden, it's, how do you get it out of your mind? Bro, I took I've taken thirty piss tests before with USADA, and I never even you know you don't even think about that like that's not even like something you think yeah. about. So it's just like one of those things that no matter what happens, I got to be mentally sharp. Um, because my skill set's there. It's just it's, I'm losing these 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 things mentally. I'm doing dumb things. My cardio I use trying to knock Nate out. Worst worst thing I could have done. You know, Nate's one of them guys that just has a chin. He he keeps coming forward, and his gas tank is crazy. Um, and I knew that going into the fight, but for some reason I chose to try knocking him out, man. So that's a, that's an error on my end. Did that have anything to do with you coming fresh off of knocking out one the boy Thompson, who's never been knocked out? Uh, I mean, did that have anything to do in the back watch, of the head thinking that you the got Wonder Boy fight? Watch the Wonder Boy fight and look how structured I am. I'm even after facing adversity. You know, he hit me with some big shots, but I didn't never broke structure. I knew I was attacking that low kick. Once I attacked that low kick, his feet would come together and the knockout would come. Um, so that was like very patient, really smart game plan that, that obviously people can't see because they see the blood coming out of my nose like oh Pettis was getting work. Watch that fight again and watch how it's true I stayed to my game plan. Um and then emotionally like Wonder Boy is not a guy you gotta hate. You know, I I had no hate towards him. I was like Wonder Boy's a nice ass dude. So it was very just like me in my own head doing my own game plan and it worked. You know, and I and I know it worked. So that was one of the training camps where I got to see the success of staying true in my game plan. And then going to the Diaz fight and I had, I was from March to August. I had so much time to get better. And, uh, you know, I didn't show it. I didn't show how much better I got in that fight. Only six pounds over. And I'm amazing because the question was, how is this weight cut going to be for you after being so much heavier? Are you more comfortable here? Man, it's crazy. So when I went to 45 to fight Max Holloway, I hurt my body bad, man. On, on some, like, not, not even like on something I could fix like by training. I don't, I don't, I'm not lazy. I train hard. I push hard. But if you look at my body after the Max Holloway cut, I was holding fat. Like, I got up to 200 pounds, man. And, um, you know, I told myself either I'm going to take a year off from cutting weight or I'm going to move up to 170 and not cut weight. Um, and I, I like fighting too much to take a year off. So I decided to go last year 170 pounds. And I started walking around at, like, 180 max, 184. Like, the biggest I could get. Like, even, like, just regular training. So something happened in my body with the weight cuts. And I've been doing this 13 years. So I just had to get some, take some time off. Was it was it what how did it affect you having that extra weight on you as far as being in? Did you find your uh, your cardio had changed at all, or, or did the lack of cut kind of give you a little bit more energy? Um, no, it wasn't. It's not like a cardio thing, man. Like most fighters understand, like we're all in shape. We're, we're busting our ass. Like I'm not over here like lollygagging. I'm I'm, I'm pushing hard. So it, it's it's how you use it in the fight. Like if your energy is used to try to knock somebody out, I mean that's where your energy's going. And in the Wonder Boy fight, my energy was used to stay true to my game plan. And, you know, I had success in one. I had no success in the other. So um, it's just something I'm just learning. You know, I'm, 30, I'm 32 years old. I'm getting better every training camp. And uh, I'm, this camp, I fell in love with training again, man. Like, my, my body's looking the best it's ever looked. Um, it's just, I feel good. So you're probably going to wind up staying, at least as of right now, after this fight, you're probably anticipating staying here for a while at this weight. No, 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 no. I, I mean, 170 is always there. But, like, 170 is a natural weight for me. I can walk in at 170 and not have any weight cut. 
Um, it just depends. Like, I want to keep my name alive at 155. I'm going to go fight this guy, <laughs> keep my name in the midst there, uh, see what happens. And after that, if there's a good opportunity at 155, I'll take it. 170, I'll take it. That's a good place to be because a lot of guys are, are kind of bouncing up and down between two weights. And it does seem like if you, if you change weights, a lot of times there's more interesting fights there because it's not somebody who's typically in the division. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I could say more busy, man. Like, last year I only got to fight twice. I really wanted to fight three times last year, and uh, I only got to fight twice because, obviously, the way it played out, March and August. But, um, you know, at, me being able to fight at 170, I can take a lot more fights on short notice or whenever I want to. Now, uh, Fahed is a stud black belt, and uh, it seems like he's going to try to test you in the grappling. The last time somebody did that, Hardcore as a game plan was Michael Chiesa, and you and you and you flipped it on him. I mean, are you concerned with the ground for him, or is it you think they're underestimating your ground game down there? Man, I don't. I'm not really concerned with anybody in the ground. I mean, I've been on the ground with everybody I've fought, and I've never even been in the submission. I mean, I think Diaz threw up like a triangle, but I I got out quick. Like I haven't been in trouble on the ground yet in UFC. Um, and I think it's because my MMA grappling. You know, I am a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but when it comes to mixing the strikes and the submissions, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a wizard at it. So I feel like it's a different level. I don't care what black belt you have. If you ain't getting punched in the face and triangles and arm bars thrown up at you, it's not the same game. We have true. Macy Barber calling in uh, in a little while, and she's uh, she said that you've had some kind of a, an influence and you've been very helpful to her. How long have you been working with her? Man, this is our first camp together. I mean, she was at Duke's, you know, her last camp, but I, I wasn't in training camp. So I, I saw her, but I didn't actually get to, to understand who she is and meet her. Um, this camp was our first camp together, and, man, she's, she's an awesome athlete. She's hungry. She has a great team behind her, her brother, her dad, um, obviously our, our team behind her. But her, her support system right now is so strong, and I, I just what I told her, like, keep them two people around you. Once you get this fame and you get this money, don't make your circle bigger. Keep your circle exactly where it's at and watch how far you go. That's interesting. Did, did you find that as you got bigger that the circle, people tried to get into the circle that weren't there before? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. That's an interesting point about keeping the circle the same. When you got famous and you got bigger and bigger and started, you know, becoming the household name, did more people try to jump in the circle and, you know, Bro, in, infiltrate man, a little bit? 20, 23 when I won the World WC title, 26 when I won the UFC title. And, uh, man, I had no money. I was a broke kid from the south side of Milwaukee. And then all of a sudden I win this belt. And I got, I can go anywhere I want. I can buy anything I want. I got cameras in my face everywhere I go. And if you're not grounded, it can take, it can eat you up, man. Like it can, it can literally eat you up. I, I feel like I'm, I'm very, I know what I want in life, but there's so many different things that that's, that's pulling your attention and pulling you away from what really got you to the dance, man, your, your fighting skills. So I'm, I, I try to like tell her that, um, obviously it's a skill thing with her too, but it, it, the, the circle thing is so much important when you have the, the, the level of, um, eyes on her at that young of an age the wrong people could bring you down yeah and everybody and it comes with power and attention with everything from celebrities Matt, you know, athletes yeah, oh. Matt, you know you know just like everybody else no that's like, true once the attention comes it's it just it pulls you from everywhere man it's up to you to, to decide which ones are good for you and which ones are bad for you there's no book that tells you that and your coach can't tell you like hey stay away from that guy because it's, it's kind of crossing the line so you're kind of thrown to the wolves um, and, and you got to figure out yourself. And especially as a young kid, because you're not as good as re at reading people as you are, you know, as, as you are more, when you get more experienced in life. Yeah. You, you know you, what I mean? You generally think everybody has the best intentions, which when you find mm -hmm. out really fast, that's, that's not the right case. You know, everybody's looking for a piece of what they can get from you or some, some advice that's going to put you in a position where they're, they're on your team. So like once you realize that and you see who's true and who's, 
who wants the best for you, that's who I, that's how I'm, I just preach to her, gravitate to those people. And it's funny because it's how people will treat you in general. Like there'll be times not to be that guy because I'm not fucking whatever, but I'm sure you could relate, Anthony, is like maybe you're at a, a store, you're paying for something, you're dealing with a guy who's not that nice a guy and then they'll see your name, they'll look up and also they're a sweetheart. You know what I mean? So it's like, what the fuck, man? You were just being a half a prick. And now you're like, oh, oh, Matt Sarah. Oh, you're the Matt Sarah. Oh, they're nice guys all of a sudden. Fuck those Crazy, fake people, man. man. Fake Crazy. ass people, Jimmy. Yeah. Anthony knows. Right, Anthony? Yeah, all too well, man. All too well. That's what I'm saying. He's I like, have just the opposite effect. They're nice until they realize who I am. Then I get treated like a piece of shit. So at least you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, I'm trying to get that effect. If I can get that effect, I'll be good. You know what's great about you too, man, is you don't seem to mind where you're fighting on a card. Like, you don't seem to have an ego about it. Like, you know, whether it's you're the main event or you're first up on this card, you seem just to be happy to have a, a fight that you want lined up, which I really, you just seem to love being in there and fighting. Man, I, I've been the main event. I've been the first fight of the night. I've been the middle of the card. Um, it doesn't really matter to me, man. Fifteen minutes is what I'm going to be judged upon by everybody around the world. So whether that 15 minutes is at 7 p.m. or 9 p.m., it doesn't really matter. All right, well, listen, man, good luck against uh, Diego, and I'm looking forward to Please seeing it. what your next couple fights are because it's uh, you're very unpredictable. Like, every time I hear Pettis is fighting Bro. somebody, I, there's no way to predict who you're going to fight next. It's great, this man. One, this, one is, uh, this one's going to be special, man. I, I put the work in, and my, I'm self-motivated. The motivation came from myself. Like, this one's for me, and it feels good to be where I'm at. All right, well, we'll look forward to seeing it, man. It's a hell luck. of a card, too, man. Yes, it is. Tell Duke I said hello, man. Uh, yeah. For sure, man. I'll see you soon, bro. All right, take care, brother. Thank take you. Take care, man. Man, listen. I mean, that. Listen, this is this is one thing that should be pointed out about, and this is something I respect about Conor McGregor. Yeah, which people think. Uh, you know, I always say negative things about. He's got the same people around yep. him that uh, you know uh, his coach Kavanaugh and uh, you know the grappling uh, D Dylan Dennis, and he's got his same circle. So it's like I respect that because you don't know how many idiots come out of the woodwork, man. Jimmy. They do, idiots, right? Idiots. I know from my own experience. Guys that are saying, listen, I can help you with your striking, with this, with that, the other thing. I stuck with Longo, and you know what I mean? And uh, and it, and because I knew he knew his shit. There's no fucking magic pill out there, man. It's hard training, getting the, the right the right knowledge, and go, being with people that actually give a fuck. Because so many people are just in there for the wrong reasons, Jimmy. You mean in the, in the uh, not in, in your the cage, corner, but actually in, in your yeah. corner. And, and being, uh, uh, you know what I mean? The, you know, the, the corner, they, they, had a, you know, they hoist you up to put you on the shoulders when you win. But when you lose, that's the safety net. They're the guys still with you when you're in the back and you're whatever, you're getting stitched up or you're emotional, whatever it is. They're taking a ride to the ambulance instead of going right. I mean, you know, that's what it's all about, man. Win or lose, you know. Guys For that will go to the hospital. Worse. Yeah. Well, are there guys that won't go to the, that, you know, that will corner you and then not want to go to the hospital with you because they want to go out? I guess uh, that does occur, but. Uh, well, I don't know, man. I got the same people. I always got good people around me, so I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, so it's Longo. <laughs> Maybe Enzo. You know what I mean? But uh, and now with us, it's, it's me and Longo and whoever else. Right. Know? It's a good time, man. You know, I had such a good time last night with uh, Anthony and uh, Anthony. Who's Anthony? I don't know. Anthony Pettis? I had a good time now with Anthony Pettis. I met with my guys, Weidman and Funkmaster. What were you going to say? I wanted to say, too, did you, we watched, uh, I know I watched it with Cowboy limping a little bit. He uh, said it was nothing. He though. said he hit a pad funny, but I don't know. I don't know why I didn't believe it. 
Uh, I mean, he was limping for a while. Like, how do you kick the pad funny? You would know exactly what that was. Uh, or maybe afterwards you just started to feel something. He's just being a little delicate on it. But Man, or maybe he's faking it. I don't know. You never know what's going on. I think he's fine. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck do I know? You know, he did a little bounce right after that. So he can't be in like fucking... He's not. Couldn't be in agony. I can't be in fucking agony, man. Let's talk to Macy Barber. Yeah, let's. You know. Oh, I, love that song. I like that. It makes me happy. Me too. Not everybody has it. Da, da, da. La la la. Hi, Macy Barber. Hi, Macy. Oh, you sound like a robot. Say something. Maybe we can hang up and call right back. We have a bad line for some reason. We, we got, can't hear you at all. Now she's like a Van Quillishist or whatever you call it. <laughs> A what? <laughs> the mouth doesn't move. <laughs> no, when the mouth doesn't oh, move. Oh, Van Quillishist, yes. <laughs> no, you're right. It's a Van Quillishist. You're a fuck. You're a fuck. What, you, what, what, what is, is the word? I want that. Is that better? That's much better. Let's see. Is it better? Is it better? Oh, yes, it's a lot better. It all counts. Jimmy, yes. let that just go. Um, let that go. When you, when the, when Matt the pointed out that you were like a Van Quillishist uh, because we couldn't see your lips. What is the word it when was, the, 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 the puppet, when they're making the mouth move? A ventriloquist. Yeah, that's exactly said, what I said. You did, yes. You did. You just yeah. moved a couple Let, of letters let's, around. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> we Macy just, was so happy to talk to you. Yes. You're fighting Roxanne Modafferi. I'm not saying a straight-up jiu-jitsu girl. That's her strongest suit. She's been working on a striking. How did this fight come about? How did it come about? Yeah, with um, Roxanne. Honestly, it was just like the next person in the rankings and that's who they offered me. And I like that matchup, you know, when you were looking at like the different girls in the division, uh, Roxy was one of the girls that I was like, I would like to fight. And it made sense. Um, obviously, she's tough and she's, you know, she's a veteran in the sport. She's ranked. And uh, I think it, I think it's a perfect matchup. You know, I've heard a lot of people like, oh, you haven't gotten any. Any people that test you, any people that, you know. So it's kind of like one of those that I, this is like, you cannot deny that, that Roxanne has has experience, right? You can't deny that, that she has um, history in the sport. So uh, it's a good fight all the way around. And how did that uh, DM she sent you? I know you've been asked about it before, but when you saw that, did you feel like there was she was just being helpful or did you feel there was any psychology behind it? No, I mean, I think that's just genuinely the kind of person she is. I mean, maybe, like, some people could think, you know, oh, she's just trying to be extra nice and extra happy and, like, make you all uncomfortable, which it didn't really bother me. The The reason why I posted it, actually, was because when I saw it, I was a little bit like, oh, that's funny, because we actually did have a conversation about it um, previously, like, a couple months back um, when we were, we were already supposed to fight. I just saw her in Vegas. And, uh, yeah, so she sent me a DM. The only reason, again, why I posted it, I was like, I think people can appreciate the fact that, um, you know, the fans can see, hey, she's still, you know, she really is just a, just a good person trying to do what she wants to do um, and trying to help each other out. Me, personally, I don't try to help anyone out. If I'm fighting you, I don't want to like you at all. So I'm not going to make friends with you. I'm not going to talk to you. I just want to go out there, beat you up. We can be friends afterwards. Yes. That's kind of my opinion on it. That, so when I saw yes. yeah, I didn't respond. I was like, I posted it, but I didn't respond because I felt, um, I felt like, you know, I'm an adult. I think I can figure out my own bathtub, so I'm not going to respond to that. But at the same time, 
it's kind of fun. Who doesn't want to read that and, and, and kind of create their own story in their mind of what could happen or why, why that went on. So it's kind of fun for everyone to kind of pick at. Did it make it harder for you? Like you said, you like to dislike somebody. Did that make it harder for you or no? No, no, no. I'll still go out there and beat her up. It's good to have that edge. You're in the right sport for it. You know what I mean? I I mean, mean, it's not the friend's business. Like, if you want to make friends, you're in the wrong sport. I love that, Jimmy. Yeah. And let me tell you, as far as not being tested, if people are saying that, uh, Jillian Robison, hey, man, she had some good fights. And I'll tell you right now, I was expecting expecting a good fight. You know what I mean? You went out there and did work, Jimmy. Yep. Jimmy. Did work. Threw some beautiful elbows up against the cage. Oh, Tell, look! You. At, you should be happy. Be smile. You should be happy. It was awesome. Congrats on that. I don't think we spoke Thank since. You. I work. I work for that. I mean, so I mean, oh, really quick. Maybe we should. They uh, they probably would. The powers that be pro- might not be happy that we mentioned this, but I'm gonna mention of it. Of course, we were gonna have uh, <laughs> Paige Vincent on here, right? But they go, oh, look. These guys over here. It's not their fault. They got a memo. Just do me a favor. She's going to come on. Just do me a favor. She doesn't want to talk about Macy Barber. You don't ask about Macy Barber. So I go, look, guys. That's not the first time I've heard that. I heard that on a, on a aerial show, too. You know, everybody's like, oh, she doesn't want to talk about Macy. Well, so it doesn't matter. But why is that? Like, you know, I don't understand what it is. What is it about you that's got her not wanting to interact in any way? I think the more drama that builds behind us, the more pressure she has to fight me and the more she's scared to fight me and she just doesn't want to do that. So for her to give any form of acknowledgement would make people keep asking her, keep asking her. So uh, it is smart in the sense of I don't want to talk about Macy because I don't want anybody bringing that up. You know, she just kind of wants that. That's like there's something that you want to sweep under the rug. She's trying to sweep it under the rug like it never even happened. Uh, yeah. That's kind of my perspective on that. It's very odd that, the, I mean, she put a post out. See, I have no problem if you call her out. She put a post out being like respectfully calling out everybody in the division, but I think but you, I think, unless there's some people she like left out, but... She specifically didn't add you, and I'm pretty sure she said because you were disrespectful. It was a respect thing. Now, what? What? That, that listen. Be the person that you want to be like, no, I want to fight that one. You exactly. Right? The one that disrespected you felt. Exactly. You, if you feel you're disrespected, that's perfect. That's your one chance to legally go and beat someone up. A hundred. She gets it. Yeah. She gets well, it. She wants to. Is, she can't do that. Do you? That's the problem. Do you think. Well, you are right, Ty. I mean, I mean, it's fourteen. Page is fourteenth, and you're ninth. So it's not like uh, it's not like Page would say, "Well, I'm coming down." Yeah, I I don't understand why she she doesn't want to seem to mix it up. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot easier fights out there. You know what I mean? She's got to be thinking that way. And is it because she's making so much money with these endorsements that she's thinking, "Why get busted up?" I don't know. What is she thinking? (laughs) Right? I don't mean. Definitely. That's definitely something to take into consideration. I mean, if you've watched my last few fights, I mean, you usually come out with a cut or two. So, well, and, and you look like you have one thing on your mind, and that's effing destruction. Yeah. Dude, she means business. Yes. I see it. I see it beaming off her. How's Duke Rufus doing? 
He's great. Uh, he'll be out here, I think, tonight or tomorrow. Uh, we had a great camp. You know, I have a, a good team behind me and a team that we're going to go after the title together. And, and I think I've finally cracked the code with, with, the, with the coaching. I am so happy. And I, I'm, I'm friendly with all the camps, you know. I'm so happy you ended up with Duke. Because I think Duke is, he's that, he's got that, he's that old school, like, he's in your corner. Like, you know what I mean? And he knows his stuff. He was a fighter himself. He knows the ups and downs. He's, he's philosophical. Oh my gosh. He, oh my right? gosh. Don't even get me started. Get yeah, started. Go ahead. Get started. He's got all the stories. It's great. We got to get him back it on is, the podcast. Is, yeah. Oh, that, that's great. So I'm glad, I'm glad you ended up there. And how far now, how long do you have to, to wait before? You want to be the youngest champion in UFC history, and Jones was uh, 23 and 8 months. So, And you're 21. How close are you to being 22? Uh, I'll be 22 on the 18th of May. So hold on. I have it. Oh, you have you actually have a chart. I'm going to guess two years. Uh, I love it. I was, I was having a conversation with Ben Askren the other day, and he asked me the same question. So, uh... We have, okay, so July, uh, so John did it on uh, July 19th, uh, J- March 19th of 2011, uh, so it'd be January 18th of 2022 would be the, uh, would be the date. But that before you'd be, the, be for under there. Yeah, so that's when I would be there. Shoot, so, well, on track. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, if, yeah, if you... There. <laughs> If you win this fight, and, and uh, you know, you can never look past somebody, uh, you know, who because they're either 16 years. A lot of times a veteran who has seen everybody and, and, and everything figures out a way to counteract somebody younger. So a lot of times a younger fighter makes a mistake, and I'm not saying you'll make this mistake, of looking past somebody. And a lot of times a veteran knows exactly what to do against somebody who hasn't faced all the competition they have. Does that make sense? It does. Um, and you know, I think the way that I personally combat that is again, Duke Rufus, Mark Lehman, Ben Askren. I mean, those guys are geniuses. They're, they're the guys that have been in the sport for that long, you know, so they can kind of teach me and, and help me learn that mindset of the, the veterans and understand, you know, Hey, you can't just, you can't just rush in right away and, and be reckless. You gotta, you gotta be a calculated killer. So uh, that's what they're that's what they're teaching me. So I think I'm picking it up pretty well, and I'm excited to show that. And if you win the fight, uh, I'm going to guess you and uh, Roxanne would switch. Not that the placement is everything or the rankings mean everything, but if you do come out sixth or seventh, if you win the fight, or if you have a really uh, a strong win or a fast finish, uh, how many more fights do you think you need to have before you're talked about? Because people are already talking about you. So do you think you need to win one more after that before you're considered for a possible shot at the title? Yeah, uh, when I win on a okay. Saturday, um, I would like to fight, you know, one or two more times and then fight for the title by the end of the year. Oh, you're looking at doing it possibly. this. What do you think of uh, Caitlin against uh, Shevchenko? I'm excited to watch it. You know, I was uh, just telling everyone that I will uh, actually be there at that fight. Um, I'm planning on going out and watching that live. Uh, so I'm excited to see how they... Uh, how they have their fight, and um, I don't. I don't think Caitlyn has the the ability to finish um, Valentina, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's an interesting fight. Um, and then, and then we'll see where you wind up by there. When is that fight? Do you know? 
it's February 8th. Oh, okay, so. So exciting. Yeah, it really is. Well, good luck. I mean, uh, you're really uh, you're really an exciting fighter, and it's fun to uh, it's fun to watch all these people reacting to you. And, uh, you know, it, it's almost like if, if Paige had just come on, and she didn't come on that day. That's why we're a little irritated. And didn't, didn't tell us why she didn't come on. But I just would have come on and said, yeah, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But it's the avoidance to, to hope it goes away that's actually helping build momentum for it. The fact that, because you're still talking, you're still saying, hey, I want a fighter. So there's it's not going anywhere. Turn down an easy fight. Who turns down an easy paycheck? But at the same time, I'm gonna continue to progress my career. So it's like whether she ever fights me or not, it doesn't really. I mean, sure, it'll be a it'll be a good payday, but uh, like I'm gonna continue to move up through the rankings and and go after my own my own goals uh, within the sport, whether she's there or not. Well, and I always say this to fighters uh, who have this uh, the last fight on the prelims. But that does say something about they want they want people to stick around and watch the rest of the fight. So the the prelims, the final fight in the prelims, is always a fight that the uh, the UFC really believes in. So good luck. Uh, obviously, you against Montefiore is a, is a great fight uh, this Saturday night. Thanks, Macy. Thank you so much. All right, take That's care. Awesome. Take care, buddy. Hey, listen, she's hey, great. Look, obviously, Connor fight's gonna sell itself, but you know you know what I'm saying. It's just one of those things where yeah. Listen, she's real, that girl. And she's that, an that exciting girl, fighter. Listen, that girl's a fucking fighter. Man. Like, she goes in there in beast mode. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Clark Gregg. Yep. The man with two first names. What? He does. Can we cut, can we cut that out? Why would you? I can't wait to talk to this guy. There he is. You know? Yes! Hello, Clark. What's up? Clark, how are you, buddy? I like the Not shirt. Not Jiu-jitsu shirt. Thank now, you. Listen, I, first of all, I'm, I'm taken back. I am, there's two things that I love that you're involved in. And I, I right away, I feel we could be hanging out ages ago. Listen, you were in the Avengers, which I loved. I never really got into the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm, I'm not, is that still going on, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, it's finished being made, but the, there's one more season that goes on um, in the summer, seven, season seven, People, final season. No, I don't want no, I don't want to say spoilers, but it's been out for a, a decade or so. But in the Avengers, <laughs> it it feels it's it, that was the first one where uh, it looks like you went out as a hero when you shot you right, and then now you passed away, and then yeah. but you didn't really pass dead. away. Nobody dead. dies in comic books. They come back. I was pretty you. dead, apparently. You were pretty dead. <laughs> so anybody that watches yeah. the movies. They're not. They, they don't really. If they're not familiar with Agents of Shield, they still think you're dead. Correct. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Unless, you know, there was, oh, I'm a, yeah. you probably know this cause I hear you're a Marvel fan. A hundred percent. There's kind of two separate, there was two separate Marvels for a yes, minute. A little bit. Um, they weren't, it wasn't that way. When I got killed off in yeah. Joss Whedon's the Avengers, yes. I was dead. And then Joss Whedon called up and said, you know, <laughs> I got an idea. I got an idea. We think they might've used some unholy top secret technology that they had and Nick Fury brought you back from the dead against your wishes and the whole season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is you thinking you had a close call and then finding out this awful stuff they did to bring you back. You're almost like a zombie. And I said, that's a cool idea. Yeah, zombie. Uh, now, a hot zombie. <laughs> when you think, I know you're not a drooling zombie, but when, now when you get that call, are you thinking, hey, this is great, this is work. Or are you thinking, ah, they killed them off. Is it going to come across corny? Or you're like, hey, what the hell? It's a comic book. Everybody comes back to life anyway. Like, what are you thinking? You get the call. All of those things. All, all of those things. things. All those I can things. tell that you're a comic book fan because that's exactly what any comic book fan thinks. I don't want to screw with what they did in the Avengers. On the other hand, it's Joss Whedon. That's yes. a really cool idea. They're going to start making these on TV. That's kind of interesting. Uh, and on the other hand, how the hell are you going to try to do visual effects and massive fight sequences 22 times a season. Or do you call Patrick Duffy from Dallas and go, look, you were completely dead on the series, and then they just made it a bad dream. So how did you reconcile with that? I mean, that to me is yeah. unbelievable. This is at least in the comic book world. So you can always, you can yeah, always figure out. Should a, be a, so there should be a con where it's just all people who have died and come back. Yeah. You're saying Dallas, that old TV show that a lot of UFC Unfiltered Army doesn't really... Oh, they probably do that. They might oh, not come on. Who that? doesn't like Larry Hagman? Uh, but you knew what I was talking about, right? Was it a show, Dallas? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, now, really quick, before we, get, before we get back to that, I want to... Uh, jiu-jitsu. I never knew that you were in jiu-jitsu. You're a jiu-jitsu black belt. Is that right? Yeah, I'm at the academy right now. Street Sports in Santa Monica. I've been here since 2003. In fact, hey, Adam... I got a good friend of mine. You might know him as L.A. Adam. L.A. Adam. Who came out to Huntington let me, let me and trained with you years I, ago. I probably He's know him. Yeah. Yo, what's up? Oh, how are you, buddy? Adam, look. Oh, I can't hear anything. Oh, hey. you can't hear anything. Oh, okay. Hey. hey. <laughs> I, I got a stick in his cauliflower ear. Adam. Adam. What's up, brother? Hey, it's been a long time, man. How are you? Hey, yeah. I'm doing really well, man. How you doing? I'm telling you, it's it ages ago. Now everybody's jumping in. Oh, look at this! It's a it's a fun jujitsu class. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's been forever, man. I know. I'm a big fan of the show. I've been following you though for a long time, man. And you're under Higgin Machado. So we're, I'm under Renato Magno over here at Street Sports, who's the oh. first black belt under Higgin. I see. Yeah, yeah. So this is Renato Magno to the oh, right. Oh, of course. No, we. I believe we met before. I'm a I'm a I'm a friend of Higgins. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm putting it live. Oh, you put it live. Okay, we got you now. My brother, how are you? Brazilians are jumping in. This is becoming a fucking free for all. <laughs> Good to see you, man. So nice to see you. Long time. It's my been brother a... Hanzo, my brother hands every time he stop by in LA, he put me in trouble. He come in here, make him get crazy. <laughs> hey, his wife might be listening. Be careful. No, I'm only kidding. No, no, Henzo. Stop. Henzo likes to go out and party sometimes. That is so great. Hey, you got it. I'm gonna stop in there. Okay, this is great. The unfiltered hey. army is gonna love this. Yes, it's oh, it's great. So let me ask you something. Hey, great to see you. I love the new mustache. 
It's Maybe, new, brother. It's new. It. Don't think I don't notice that. All right. Thank you. Hey, listen, you're back. <laughs> They're going to cut all that out. I'm only kidding. They're no, not. They no, it's great. Of, you got a lot I, of fans around here. I'm sorry, so happy, say. man. I never. So when, when did you get involved with jujitsu? When? How did you get involved with it? David Mamet. David Mamet, uh, who's a guy I've known for a long time, who made that movie Red Belt, big uh, playwright, filmmaker. He was doing a movie. He moved here right after I did in like 2002, 2001. And he found Hanato and started training. And then he was directing this movie called Spartan. And he said, you should come down here and do this. Your guy would probably know this. And I was like, oh, good. Do I get to do some jits in the thing? And he was like, no, but you should probably do this. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and, and I got hooked. And you got addicted. I, I did. I've been trying to get Jimmy into it and it becomes addicting, doesn't it? Even whether you get tapped out, whether you get swept, whether you, when you, especially when you pull something off, an arm lock, a submission, achieving mount, maintaining it, it becomes, you're at home at night, you're in your bed and you start moving around. It, doesn't it become just addictive? Um, my wife makes a lot of fun of me because when I do watch UFC, I move around a lot yeah. on the couch. I'm doing hipscapes and trying to, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's right when I start to feel like I'm getting some flow and really feeling the chess match of it all and relaxing, somebody just works me. And then yeah. I'm home going, how did that happen? It's really humbling. Yeah. And I, li I like that the more, more intense it gets, the more you got to breathe and relax, which I find really useful in life. To try to make yourself comfortable in some uncomfortable situations, yes? Exactly. exactly. Now, are yeah. you more of a kimono person or do you like no gi? No, I am. I'm gi guy. I like gi. Me too, man. I love gi. If I train, that's how I, I want to train because if somebody assaults me on the subway, they're not going to be shirtless. Well, you never know, Jim. I mean, I don't know. I saw a pretty impressive demonstration on you the other day on the top 10 list. Oh, yeah, Jimmy. The they showed me the strangling you in front of Chuck Zito. Oh, really? With yes. your shirt. You had, a, you had a college shirt on. Oh, yeah. You gave me a I'm good I'm looking choking. now. You don't got one. No, I know. Now it'd be hard to choke, but then it was easy. Yeah, I, I can find something. I'm don't sure do that. I don't want to mess your shirt up or nothing. Uh, are you ever in New York, by the way? I am. I come there a lot. Man. I, I, once, in fact, once I was working there and I came, I, I trained a little bit over at Henzo's place in Chelsea with uh, one of the black belts there just to keep rolling. And now, do you watch a lot of the fights or what? Mixed martial arts, watch UFC? I watch some of them. I watch some of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more into jujitsu than I am into UFC. But I went once, I watched um, John Bone Jones fight um, Cormier the last. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was the last time. Uh, now, and it was incredible to watch. And do you watch jujitsu? I love it. I'll watch good fights. I'm not like I can name everybody. No, I got yeah. you. Do you watch jujitsu competitions? Yeah, I go down and watch them at the pyramid down here. Uh, the Pan Ams, the Worlds, all the time. You know, I'll watch some jujitsu competitions, but I love jujitsu. I have not sparred. I have not sparred one round, boxing, kickboxing, since I got done fighting. But I'll tell you right now, I need, I, I need my my freaking jujitsu, Jimmy. You know that. You roll what, I, about an hour a day? Uh, give or take. You know, maybe like oh, like four or five days a week, and that's a good week. You know, sometimes twice a day, wow. sometimes less. But usually with the gi now, you know, but I need it. And I'm not going Why? nuts. You know, Why do you I'm, love the gi? You know what it is? I feel it now. And I didn't always. I mean, I always went back and forth, usually probably more so without the gi. I was always athletic, walking around maybe 170, 165, where strong up top, very flexible. I can make a little space and get my legs in places and hard to pass and whatnot. But um, 
the ghee, I don't know if it's now that I'm just over 40, it slows things down. I roll with the ghee the same as I roll without the ghee. Still looking to pass a guard, make, improve my position, looking to finish, not just hunting for legs and whatnot. Nowadays, that's a popular thing. But um, nowadays, people aren't even looking for fucking mount because they're afraid to make a little space and get leg locked. But anyway, don't get me into that. But I do like, <laughs> I do like to use it like a jacket. Yeah, I don't like, I don't do the leg locks. I don't even. Eh, it's a different. Ever. It becomes a different. It's great. I'm all for anything, any different new ways to um, manipulate some limbs to, to take a leg off. You know what I mean? It's great. But <laughs> when guys are just going at each other, sitting Indian style, well, that's not popular to say now. What do you call that? Uh, crisscross applesauce. I'm not even, <laughs> not even That's the like feet together almost like butterfly guard but like butt scooting towards each other and stuff yeah that it's like just, sit up it's kind of it's kind of weird because how it was old school clark is like you want to fight for position the better position for a fight everything was geared for a fight for that's how jujitsu was you know and uh now it's still all about taking limbs but it's a little different <clears throat> but i do like to get slow shit down I, the grips, I don't get crazy with it. Like, I love Keenan Cornelius. He's a great guy, but he's very crafty with the gi. Like, he'll take a lapel and feed it underneath a leg and do a worm guard. I'm like, yo, yeah. too complicated. I yeah. don't like that shit. I like to get behind a worm. It's like it's hey, like the origami. Get behind somebody, strangle them, cross-eyed bread cutters. I love that stuff. Is it man. effective though? The, the <laughs> method you're talking about, uh, the, the one, no, not the, yours, but the one that you said uh, about, about it's too fancy. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, he could do a lot of stuff with that. But I don't feel like a lot of the stuff I do, it will work with or without a gi. I just, I, I two on one on yeah. an arm with a gi, I can actually get better grips. But with, I could wrist, elbow. Like, it's very similar. Like, I, my game doesn't drastically change when I put a gi on and take a gi off. But all these techniques are really, reversals and whatnot are relying on certain lapel grips right. and whatnot, which is cool, but... Again, I'm 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 really just more with the fundamentals. To be honest with you. So now, wait, now you obviously uh, have you had you worked with Mamet before? Have you done any of his uh, any of his, uh, a play or or done any of his films? Yeah, honestly, I walked into a class at NYU in 1983, and he was teaching it, and uh, and I, and he was he was the real deal. He was a no 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 BS kind of guy, and. And I was, and he had a, and Bill Macy, William H. Macy was his co-teacher. And I, and I formed a gang with a bunch of people there. And we formed a theater company in New York, the Atlantic Theater. It's been there 35 years, something like that. Um, so I've known him a long time. I, I love, I'm, I'm, one of the many things he did is he got me into this. I'm interviewing uh, Joe Montagna in about a, a week and a half. And what's better than House of Games? Nothing. No, nothing's better than that. Nothing's better than Joe Montagna in that. Yeah, am I an a hole if I ask what is House of Games? It's a, it's a great. It's from like, I can what, name every 80, Marvel movie there is from '86 or something. It's with JT Walsh is in it. It's about con men, but it's uh, you know, yeah. it's it's David Mamet. That, it's a that, great con thriller. It's a great con thriller, but it's weird to watch anything before cell phones because you're like, wow, there's David, so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Clark yeah. Gregg was also in Captain Marvel, and he was also in One Hour Photo with Robin Williams? You were in One Hour Photo. Yes. I was one of the cops. Oh, wasn't a big shit. part, but I got yes. to hang out with Robin Williams. It's such an interesting movie, too. Did oh, you get ages ago. Did you uh, it feels, get I to mean, know him at all during that film? We had one long night. I hung out with him. He was really a remarkable person. Kind of everything 
really sweet and playing this very dark character in that. So I think he especially needed to kind of cut loose and be more his funny, entertaining self between stuff. Uh, I, he just, your heart went out to the guy immediately. I'll tell you, you never hear a bad word about them. No, yeah. He's you always guy, hear, yeah. oh, he's so, he's so sweet, you know? I like that. Yeah. If I, if I won an Oscar and uh, I, I would be a prick if I won an Oscar, I'd be a prick. Hey. <laughs> I'm nice because I have to be. <laughs> Whenever you're, are you ever in Long Island or no? You just visit the city. Yeah, no, I go out to Long Island. Go out to Long Island in the summers. I'm going to go out to Montauk uh, in the summers doing a little surfing. Well, let me know. I have a school in Huntington, Long Island, buddy. Bring your gear. Oh, buddy. Clark Reg. I'm bring coming. I'll bring you some gig. Marvel swag. Okay. Def oh, man, I'd love that. And now anything yeah. new coming up that we should know about? Yeah, are you promoting something in particular? Um, uh, there's a, a new season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming in the spring. Awesome. Um, I got a horror movie that's going to be at Sundance for the kind of like get out meets me too yeah. and i might be uh, a bad white man which i think is more and more what i'm going to be playing okay. uh, and that uh, premieres at sundance next week what's it called run sweetheart run run sweetheart run that's awesome and let me tell you i mean i'm listen three kids two schools podcast i'm a busy man yeah i agents of shield people do love that show how many how many seasons is you it now? season 11 season Fucking eleven? No, season seven's coming up. Oh, season well, how seven. How did I get four extra? Sorry, I just I, I gave you guys four extra years. Yeah, seven eleven. I appreciate it. Right. I know I like it. Do that some more. That's awesome. Hey, well, hey, I'm, listen, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Really big fan of both of you guys. Oh, oh thanks, thanks good Clark. to see you again. Hey, Thank man, you so much. You guys. I, I loved you in those movies, man. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna sweat on the mat one day. All right. I'd love that. Definitely, right. buddy. Thanks, Clark. Good talking, Take to you, man. Take care, buddy. See you later. Take care. I'm. So, this is great, man. I'm so happy that guy does jujitsu. Yeah. You know. It's and funny, David, we get from David Mamet. What a funny way to get into it. That was crazy for a second. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting that uh, David Mamet got him into uh, jujitsu. Who? He's oh. a playwright. Oh, really he, did, he did the movie Red Belt. Yeah, I think he wrote uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Jimmy, I would rather take my chances running across Broadway, right across the street, rush hour, than watch fucking Red Belt again. You didn't like it. <sighs> Shit, Jimmy. Is it about a martial artist? I would take a fucking, listen to me, Shh, Jimmy, it's shit. You didn't love it. Red Belt? I didn't see it. Oh, it's the fucking, it's the worst thing that happened to martial arts since fucking. Uh, Why? What? What year was it? I don't know. It had Randy Couture in it. Uh, and I felt like saying, hey, wait, man, is Randy, that what Dave Mamet did that? Hey, Randy, it's great you're on the big screen, but uh, hold out for the Expendables, pal. If I, had a, if I had a time machine, I would go, yo, Randy. No Oscars are calling after this motherfucker. Well, you God. know. Oh, listen. What? David Mamet did this? I thought somebody said that. Mm. Didn't yeah, somebody? yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, listen. He doesn't know martial arts. He did get our friend Clark Gregg into uh, jiu-jitsu. Yes, he did. So he's got that. I'll start soon. I promised you I would this year, and I will. Did I you see to. the movie Red Belt? I did not. I highly do not recommend it. Okay. okay. Now I'm going to see it. Just We can talk about it next week. Jimmy, I listen to me. I I don't. You know why I don't want this? I almost don't want our our day to end together. Why not? <laughs> because people don't realize. After I did your show this morning, mm -hmm. you met me at the diner. We I had did. a nice little meal. Yep. And then we came over here. We took a little nap together. Yeah, we did. People don't lights. know we took a little nap. We together. took a nap. I mean, look, we weren't spooning. No, we were, you were in on your chairs. end, and I was here. Obviously, yeah, feet Jimmy. up, lights out, 100%. sunglasses. You know. Yeah. And uh, I feel closer for it, Jimmy. It was nice. So if you want to see uh, Matt, you can go to sarahbjj.com and see- Matt uh, Sarah BJJ on Instagram, Jimmy. 
and uh, I'm going to be appearing in uh, April 3rd is the uh, Foxwoods Theater in uh, Connecticut. April 4th, the Wilbur Theater in Boston. We're adding a second show. I'm not technically announcing that until tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. But tickets go on sale Thursday morning. Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. for the late show at the Wilbur Theater because the first show is almost sold out uh, on April the 4th. And uh, check me out on The Degenerates on Netflix. Are you great at that? And they finally got that online store up. Yep. For my shirts oh, good. and stuff. Well, you know, people like that. When I see somebody walking around a Kimura Savage shirt, I know they're my people. Yep. I go up, I give them a pound. I give them like, hey, man, thank you. I'm going to be selling some Kimura Aladdin, Kimura Bucko shirts. Thank you, everybody. It's been great. Goodbye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.